We are I. After recording all these hours with Sohail, you know, it's kind of left me in a position of, you know, questioning a lot of things and, uh, you know, questioning a lot of things in in a really good way, you know, just kind of understanding myself a little bit more and, you know, understanding kind of what's important to me, the direction I want to take my life and, you know, how much I should invest in the things that are important to me. You know, and the the one thing I've really been searching for, and I think I've actually been searching for this my whole life, and I feel like a lot of other people have as well, but it's is my community. You know, like, where's my community? Like, where's my people? You know, and I feel like this is the one thing that, you know, organized religion and has always brought to people is having that sense of community, and that's always what has driven people there. But, you know, what does that spell for, you know, people like me? And what does that spell for all the millions of people out there like me you know, who don't have an organized religion and don't want an organized religion to find that sense of community. So where's ours? You know, and like, where do we find that community? Because, you know, like, this is the one thing that we're, we're understanding is so important to us as human beings is feeling that sense of community, having that sense of community, and just knowing that it's there. You know, just knowing that there's these people there around us that we can rely upon if we need to, these these people that are around that will always, quote unquote, support us if we need to in any kind of way, whether it's, you know, good support or, you know, like we're going through a great time in our lives or whether we're going through a bad time in our lives. You know, but like, where's this community? You know, and, and how do I find it? How do I identify this community? And, you know, more importantly, once I do find it, how do I connect with it? What's What's this century's version of being able to connect with the community that we have? You know, and that's the one thing that We Are I has actually really brought me and it's really helped define my community. Like I thought I had my community before. I thought health and fitness was my community. You know, like warriors of life, this was my community. Like, you know, people who were athletic, you know, people who really wanted to challenge themselves and break off new things and you know, really push the bar and push the limit. You know, I like, I thought that this was my community. I thought it was clearly defined and, you know, I operated in it very successfully. You know, like I have, you know, great roots in this community. I have great friendships. I have great relationships. I have great, you know, business relationships all in this community. And I thought, I thought I had it dialed in, you know, but the one thing is with we are, I, where I've truly found my community is just, you know, people who are passionate about life. And that's the one thing that I connected with in, in my community of, you know, people who were into health and fitness is that they were passionate about it. I could hear it in their voice. I could feel it in their bodies. I could understand when they really, truly loved it. This was what I was identifying with. But I've refined that down now to, you know, like the strangest environments that, you know, people would challenge me and people have challenged me on since I've launched this podcast and how it's kind of gone off in a few different directions. They're like, well, Blake, you know, like you don't really drink, but, you know, but you have this um, this person on where you're going to like these craft breweries and these craft cideries, you know, and now you talk about having craft beers every once in a while. And I'm like, yeah, because I realize it's the passion behind it. You know, then I have somebody on, you know, like so who's clearly, you know, has a faith that he follows and I'm not faith based myself. I don't have an organized religion. He does, but I connect with him really well. 
you know, because a, a base of all this, this is all just passion talking. This is somebody's passion speaking. And that is what I'm drawn to. You know, people who have clearly defined who they are and what makes them wake up every day. You know, and like that's really the basis of what the foundation of We Are I has become. Like I have finally found this and I feel like through We Are I, it's only getting more fine-tuned. I'm only starting to understand myself even more every episode that gets recorded. You know, every time that I travel abroad, you know, every time I meet somebody new, it just gets defined down and refined down even more so I can understand like why I want to wake up every day and, you know, like why I want to put my shoes on, why I want to step out of the door and why I want to live my life. You know, and you see different aspects of this all the time, you know, with the um, all these different movements that are, you know, coming about where the live your best life, you know, like live in the moment, you know, like all these different like catchy little clickbaity phrases, you know, but like really when it comes down to it is that, you know, we just want to be happy. We want to feel happy. We want to feel like there's a reason to be able to get up out of bed and not enough of us have that. And I really feel like, and I'm starting to understand more, is because you just don't have a community. Like, you don't really have a community that you can go to. And the more people that are out there that have a community to go to, these are the people that are authentically happy. And, you know, I don't want anybody to convince themselves for any second that, you know, like this community is only going to be found, you know, within inside of an organized religion because it's not, you know, and we are I is a perfect example of that. You know, whether or not you are into like a, a craft brewery or craft cidery, or whether you are into an organized, you know, religion or not, or, you know, like whether your passion is knife making or bread making or, you know, health and fitness or car building, like it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter at all. You know, what it matters is that you have found like-minded individuals who love what you love through and through. You know, because that's the one thing that I really understand about organized religion where we had these communities that were just there. You were born into a community outside of your community. You know, and what this really speaks to me is that like when you're around a pool of people who just love what you love, it is so easy to be able to love life because every time you're with these people, it fuels you and it fuels what's inside you. You know, and every time that you talk to these people, every time you associate with them, every time that you get up, every time that, you know, you send a text or an email or an instant message, a direct message, any one of these things, it's a connection with what you love. It's a connection of why you woke up. You know, so again, it comes back, well, how do you find this community? Where is this community? And we have all these resources now, and you know, and, and it comes back to something that so Hale and I have talked about. I've talked about with other people on this podcast, and it's something that I talk about with people all the time. You know, we have this amazing resource called the internet. We have this amazing resource and all these social media sites, but we're just using them the wrong way, or we're not using them as efficiently and effectively as what we can. You know, because we can use these to be able to connect with these really awesome communities, and we are. We are, you know, finding these little, you know, pocket niche communities that we can connect with, you know, but the only thing is, is that we leave a lot of that online. And there's only a portion of it. Having a community to be able to fall back on, you know, we need to be able to have a good interpersonal connection with these people in real time. 
So, you know, we need to be able to use this resource like the internet and everything that is bestowed upon us because of that resource. But then we need to use that to be able to propagate this mission of being able to find people to connect with and be able to feel their energy. You know, like one of my really good friends, uh, Daniello, she always talks about having, you know, like our world connected through vibrations. And when she meets somebody, she instantly feels it. And whenever I talk to her, I'm like, it's inspiring. I just want to refine her thought process down so much. But like this is the rudimentary version of that. It's just being able to see somebody, being able to like touch their arm or touch their shoulder or, you know, see into their eyes or just see their chest as they breathe, you know, like all these different things that, you know, you can't get from an online resource, but we can use that online resource to get to that place. And that's what we need to be able to use it for because a lot of us just kind of stop at the online resource. We like, we don't take it to the next step. You know, but again, like what's really going to make us feel whole, what's really going to make us feel happy is being able to use that and then take it that next step further. You know, because with the podcast, the the biggest or like the number one part that I have the hardest time with with this podcast is when I have to do interviews remotely. And I understand when people have told me when I first got into it, they're like, you know, the sound quality is, you know, bad, you know, like connections can be bad, you know, people can tell. And like, I'm like, I get all that. But that's a part of like the ruthless authenticity of this podcast is that, you know, there's people like us everywhere. And to be able to connect with these people, it might not be the best sound quality. It might not be the best, but connecting with them is the key. But what I found is the deficit is not being able to actually sit across from them and have a real conversation with this person and be able to understand who they are because when they are sitting across from me, I feel that there is a difference. It's not generic. I feel like the the cold hostility of the loss of connection when I have to use a computer screen to be able to connect with these people versus when I'm with them in person. And that's what I love is to be able to connect with these people in person, in real time. You know, and I, I struggle with that sometimes because I realize I'm like, there's a lot of people who live their entire lives like this. There's a lot of people who have to live their entire life over a phone or over a computer screen or, you know, locked in a cubicle or an office completely isolated from people. You know, and how much we lose because of that. And then we lose ourselves. We lose our identity. We lose the ability and sometimes even the want and the need to be able to get out and find that community because we don't know how to do it. And before, like we were thrust into that avenue the moment that we were born we were thrust into it because we didn't have these tools. We didn't have these resources. If you wanted any kind of connection ever, like you just had to walk out the door. But we grew up in it, so we didn't know any different. You know, I was just with all my cousins at a family reunion this past weekend. And that's the one thing that we were talking about, we were reminiscing about is just like how we just walked out the door and we just played for hours. We were gone all the time. You know, and I look at it now, like even when we were sitting around, we were talking about this, how much we were all on our phones in these moments. And we made this agreement for like the one night that everybody was going to be off their phone. We were going to put our phones away and we were just going to interact how we grew up interacting because it was just all of us cousins and our kids. You know, and looking out and seeing all of our kids, you know, laughing and playing and having fun. There was, you know, about 14 of our kids there and, you know, like 
they were just they were out in the the forest playing they're out in the field playing there's just an army of them and it just brought us all back to these moments and that's that's how pure life used to be that's how easy it used to be to be able to find community because to be able to get stimulation, you walked out the door. And once you walked out the door, there was an endless possibilities of community around you. And then by default, on top of that, you typically had like a faith or a religion that you followed because more people just did 30, 40 years ago and preceding that. But again, like where does that leave like the third generation of like human being of where we're at right now. Like the third generation where you had people that were, you know, only at a religion of follow versus the people who kind of dabbled in and out of that, which is like me, grew up in, in an organized religion and then, you know, decided to not um, pursue that thought process, that ideal. And like, you know, now you're kind of left in the zone and now you have a bunch of people who are, you know, being raised, a bunch of humans who are being raised who are just never exposed to that, never taught the value of it or, you know, just never taught that that is something that you're going to follow or going to do, but they need something. But then we're also not giving them the resources that they need to be able to reconnect with that. Because again, when we were brought up in these organized religions, you had an immediate resource to community. You know, but now, like our immediate resource to community is, you know, maybe a tablet or a phone or a computer screen or, you know, a real loss of like interpersonal connection. But how do we be able to regain that back? You know, so like us as adults, when we're listening to things like this, it's okay, well, I need to understand how to be able to use this resource to find my community that I go to in real time to be able to develop these connections. You know, use the internet, like write down, you know, maybe the top three or five things that you just love the most. The top three things or five things that will just drive you to get out of bed no matter how tired you are, no matter how grumpy you are, no matter what is going on in your life, that you would run to these three to five things at all costs to be able to find happiness and to be able to find connection. And then research those. Where are those in your community? Be able to take that next step and go to them. Go find them. You know, get out there. Get out of your house. Because what you are doing is you are teaching yourself and you're giving yourself the tools that you can transfer on to your children, your grandchildren. And your children can transfer that on to their children because we are going to need that. Arguably, there's no doubt that technology is taking over our lives. But we need to be able to teach ways to be able to find our community, find our personal community, find people around us. You know, because if you look at it, you know, even schools, we can see our schools are overcrowded like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, getting into this technology where we have augmented reality, you know, and, you know, wearing these, um, these Google goggles and all this kind of stuff where, you know, we have the ability to be able to be somewhere where we're not physically. Can't you see schools going that same way, knowing how many kids are now getting social anxiety, you know, and pressure related anxiety, you know, going to school and a lot of children having a tough time going to school, whether they're getting bullied or, you know, anything along these lines. Cause so can't you see that they're going to be able to, you know, put on these goggles and be able to tap into the classroom without actually being there. And then what happens then? So we can start to develop these tools for ourselves. But like the key is we are developing these tools to be able to bestow upon future generations of people. And like this is the key. This is what we need. Like we, we need to be able to leave a legacy for the people who are coming next in line. Because everybody always has before us.
Our generation is no different. Like, what are we going to teach the next generation besides how to be able to watch the Kardashians on TV and maybe get some fat injected into your ass? You know, we need to be able to leave a little bit more of a lasting impression besides reality TV like The Bachelorette or Survivor or, you know, the Kardashians or anything along these lines. Like, we need to leave more than just that. We need to leave more than what's the next best phone to have, what's the next best bag to have, what next shoes you should buy we need to leave more of a legacy than that our legacy needs to be how to be able to properly navigate this world of technology and still develop the very important interpersonal connections that we need to be able to be happy in an environment in a landscape that does not promote interpersonal connections does not promote ourselves to be able to feel another human being because you know what you can't even you know, give another human being a hug anymore without having to be able to worry about it. You know, kids are told that they can't touch each other. Like you can't give a high five or a handshake to another child, you know, when you're in school. Like these are the things that we're teaching our children. You know, when I grew up, like there was there was hugs all over. Your your teacher could give you a hug. Your parent could give you a hug. Like a friend's parent could give you a hug. All these things made us feel valued as a human being. But we're taking those things away. So like how in this environment now can we teach our children to be able to find these successful environments? And it starts with us. We need to understand how to be able to create the tools. We need to understand the resources. We need to understand how to be able to be successful in this environment so we can leave a legacy. A legacy that allows our children and our children's children to be able to properly navigate this technological world that is consuming our lives. You know what? Because it is. So when it comes to finding our community, I have started to find mine. After 36 years, I have really started to find mine. And it might take another 10. It might take another 20 or 30. But you know what? The one thing that I know is that I'm on the right road to be able to find the best community for me. And I want you to be able to find the best community for you. So do you know where your community is? Have you connected with your community? And if you haven't defined your community or understood where it is, we need to help you find it. And a lot of that is you understanding what makes you happy. And once you understand what makes you happy, go find your community. Because your personal sovereignty relies on you.